Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Thanks for listening and being a part of Mama Said, and thanks in advance for supporting these sponsors in this episode. They help us have this much fun with you every week for free. So enjoy the show. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. No one said being a parent would be easy, but now you don't have to go through it alone. Actress and mother of two, Jamie Lynn Sigler, has teamed up with musician and stay-at-home mother of two, Jenna Paris, to create a safe place where you can confess your worst mommy sins and still feel like you're killing the mommy game. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hey, Mamas. On today's show, we have Dr. Elliot Berlin of the Berlin Wellness Group. He's joining us to talk about his approach to prenatal health and family wellness with the use of his chiropractic work and massages. And he also shares very candidly about his journey and challenging story of healing from COVID-19 and how to keep your family and loved ones safe if someone close to you contracts this disease. It is a not-to-miss episode. But before that, we want to thank the support for this episode, which comes from each and Every. Each and every is a gender-inclusive deodorant that is formulated for sensitive skin. It's made without aluminum, parabens, baking soda, alcohol, and synthetic fragrances. And guess what, you guys? It works. I can speak for it. In fact, each and every has been founded to provide order protection equal to an antiperspirant without the aluminum. See? It goes on silky smooth and keeps you odor-free all day. Plus, it is vegan and cruelty-free. So try it risk-free with our 30-day money-back guarantee. So visit eachandevery.com slash mama and use promo code mama for 30% off of your first purchase. Again, that's promo code mama at each and every.com slash mama. That's not eligible to combine with other discounts or subscriptions. You're listening to mama said with Jamie and Jenna. All right, we're back. Our guest today is an award-winning prenatal chiropractor, childbirth educator, and labor support body worker. I, I mean, I, just reading your website and all the things you do, I am so sad and you're almost making me want to have another baby just so I can experience you. Um, but I just can't wait to hear all about what all of that means and to meet him because Jenna's raved about him for years to me. Please welcome to the show, Dr. Elliot Berlin. Thank you very much. I'm in favor of you having another baby. I think it's good for nice people to have as many kids as possible. We need that right now. You have four, correct? Uh, yes, it was my wife's idea. Uh, <laughs> always, right? <laughs> Speaking of his wife, she'll be on our show also. She's incredible, and we'll talk more about her later. But. I'm a big fan. Yes. Um, so if you don't mind, could you start by um, telling us a little bit more about specifically what you do in your services? Because truly, I've never heard of anything like this before. Oh, it all started kind of typically. I I was a chiropractor, but I I was originally going to go to medical school, and uh, you know I think from the time I was seven years old, I I just saw in a lobby of a building some people learning CPR, and I was like mesmerized by the whole thing. I'm like, what are they doing to that poor woman who has no arms and no legs? And then someone explained to me like you could actually use your body to be their lungs and to be their heart. And it just blew my mind. I was like, what? I, I got to do that. And then so 
couple of years later, I took my own first CPR class and I just loved the whole series, first aid responding to emergencies. By the time I was a teenager, I was teaching for the American Red Cross. And when I was 17, I took the emergency medical training. And then um, 18, I was working as an EMT uh, in ambulances and volunteering for an ambulance corps at nighttime. And um, I just knew I would be some kind of awesome surgeon. Uh, and then when I was 19 and starting my track towards med school, my father uh, suddenly passed away from a, partially from a medical mix-up and uh, just like rocked my whole world. So I took a little break from medicine and I kind of realized I still want to be in healthcare, but not necessarily drugs and surgery. So I explored a lot of different alternatives, and I fell in love with the combination of chiropractic and massage therapy together. And so when I went to school, I went to school for both. I went to chiropractic school and massage school, and I thought I'm going to smush these two great modalities together and make the peanut butter and chocolate of holistic healthcare. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and it worked, let me tell you. Oh, thanks. Um, and, and it kind of, it, it, to me, they just make a lot of sense together. Um, it wasn't until my wife and I were thought, hey, let's have a kid. And then we followed the instructions and no baby came out that um, we got tangled in the world of fertility for a few years. And um, after trying so many different things and uh, just really everything, and we were young still, uh, they just basically, the doctor said, we, we're not quite sure why, but we don't think you'll ever have a baby this way. And you should think of alternative pathways to parenthood, which, you know, was sort of shocking to hear at that yeah. age. And yeah. um, we were just broke. We had like no money. We had no relationship anymore. We were emotionally broke, physically broke, financially broke. Mm. So we just took a little time to try to get ourselves healthy um, and you know, we couldn't really think about adoption or anything else at that time. And um, we spent a lot of time doing things like um, Chinese medicine, meditation, yoga. We were living in Atlanta. We were living in Nebraska, Lincoln, Nebraska at that time. And they have hundreds of miles of these beautiful groomed bike trails. And we just go riding for hours together. Um, and we're earning some money and not spending it all on IVF and IUI and things like that. And mm -hmm. then just uh, when we started to feel strong enough to talk about like, what's our next step, uh, we found out we were pregnant and we had a kid. Amazing. And uh, every two years after that, we had another kid. We couldn't turn it off. Wow. <laughs> you know, I've heard, I mean, I'm sure you can speak to this so much more eloquently and better than I can, but I've, I've heard quite a number of stories like this of people that you know, struggled for many years and sort of, sort of took back, step back, took a break, sort of recalibrated. And it really feels like, you know, the balance of a, of a woman, of a couple, like the yin and the yang really has to be in a certain state to be able to get pregnant. I mean, I know somebody that tried for 10 years stop took a break and then she had six kids bang 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 right oh now. yeah oh bang 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 uh, yep. so here's the thing literally I, yeah <laughs> so so um i i i definitely spent a lot of time researching it while we were going through it and after we went through it when we my wife's a psychologist when we moved to california we kind of opened this mind body practice for general health and wellness but also with an eye on how to boost natural fertility. And there's so many things that can get in the way of conception and sustaining a healthy pregnancy through birth. But um, some of it, a lot of it is 
the nervous system. And when your nervous system doesn't feel like it's a safe time to have a baby, a healthy time to have a baby, then um, it just won't do it. It will either not do it or it will sabotage it for you. And so uh, that's what we focused on. And the first year, you know, we had a couple of baby success stories. And every year after that, it just snowballed, which is how we got into prenatal care and eventually pediatric care. And that's where we are now. So along the way, we just, uh, you know, we just hit different things. Our kids, by the way, are all born like the same time. They're June 1st, June 7th, June 10th. And wow. April 30th. Yeah. yeah. So it's like nine months after Rosh Hashanah. Who knew that's our time? That's, that's the new year, <laughs> you yeah. know? I think it's the Apple Teeny we used to have once that a year. <laughs> Rosh Hashanah so. will do it to you. <laughs> uh, so what are the, what are, so what are the types of, of, prenatal like services that you guys offer? What are the types of things that you, I know Jenna, you helped her tremendously with her pain and her back and everything throughout, throughout, but I know you help with babies that are breech, all different types of things, right? Mm-hmm. My main thing is that I combine chiropractic and massage. So most you don't have to, but that's how we do it typically. So somebody comes in. The goal is to improve the function of soft tissue, which is muscles, ligaments, and tendons, mm-hmm. and also the joints where the bones come together to form a joint. If they're restricted and not moving well, we restore motion between those bones around the joint. And the goal is getting the musculoskeletal system to function better. When that happens, if there's pain because there's spasm or restriction, then you're going to feel better. And if there's restriction, like the joints of the pelvis, the joints of the lower body don't move well, or the muscles are super tight, and that's maybe preventing a baby from naturally getting into a great position, then when we take away that resistance, we have a better functional environment for the baby to find a better position on their own. Same for birth. If you know you have a really stiff, tight, rigid pelvis, especially someone who's really strong and stiff and tight, um, that that's just a lot of rigidity. There's not a lot of free movement there. So when the uterus is pushing the baby down into the pelvic bones and they're just stiff, tight, and resistant to the movement, it's a lot of extra work. If those bones and joints can expand and contract and facilitate or at least accommodate the movements, things should go more smoothly. So um, part of it is people who have pain or discomfort. Part of it is people just doing maintenance on their body. Part is getting uh, a better environment for better positioning. Part is labor preparation or part of it's postpartum recovery. I don't know about you guys, but if someone tells me that I can do something from my couch, sign me up. And guess what? Now you can get glasses. At Coastal.com, you can get prescription glasses starting at just $9 with free shipping and a 30-day risk-free return from your couch. You virtually can try on hundreds of frames without ever having to leave your home. They have over 2,000 frames to choose from and a 24-hour customer support group. We are talking about the best deal they have ever had anywhere 50% off your first pair of glasses at coastal.com slash mama said so now through October 31st you can get free shipping a 30-day risk-free return and 50% off at coastal.com slash mama said that's c-o-a-s-t-a-l dot com slash mama said some restrictions apply Hey, mamas, listen up because I have a really important uh, announcement to make. I have an ass and I poop. And, um, you know, wiping sometimes isn't easy with toilet paper. Let's be honest. I mean, you know, we wipe our kids' asses all the time. You know what I'm talking about. So there's this company called Tushy. And um, honestly, we all deserve like a really clean butt. And now there's like this sleek new bidet attachment that clips onto your existing toilet and sprays your ass completely clean with fresh water. 
And again, it's called tushy, and it's the best thing you can ever do for your gorgeous butthole. Um, I'm drinking rosé right now, so like that's like that's cool. That's helping me with this ad right now. Um, but anyway, again, it sprays your ass with fresh water. It's not toilet water, you guys. Like, come on, like treat your butthole a little bit better. So. If you want to try this amazing contraption, I did, and I thought I was going to like freak out, but it's actually quite, quite lovely. Um, go to hellotushy.com slash mama and get 10% off your order and free shipping. Let me know what you think. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. I, I know that a lot of patients you see are pregnant, and I know that if there are any pregnant people listening... Um, they're nervous to go get adjusted when they're pregnant. I mean, I know I was, and I heard so much about you and I was like, I'm just going to give this a try. And I had never been adjusted in my entire life. And, and I, I yelp like every, it's, it's, just, <laughs> it's, but it feels so good after. And you are the only one that I'll ever let crack my neck. But, um, but I know that there's a lot of pregnant people out there that are saying, well, is this even safe when you're pregnant? Um, so maybe you could speak to that because there's a mm. lot of pregnant people that are totally in pain. And also, you know, I have come to you many times post baby. Um, a lot of our listeners are not lucky enough to be in LA and get to experience you, but, but just maybe you could touch on uh, getting work, you know, done while they're pregnant, while you're pregnant. Um, yeah. So first of all, anybody who goes to chiropractic school or massage school can work on pregnant people. It's it's not a specialty per se, but there is postgraduate training and then there's experience. And so I think most people who are pregnant are extra careful and they generally want to go to a practitioner who either has more training or a lot of experience working with pregnancy. It's uh, It's very safe. And the way we do it, if you don't want to get you know, those cracky kind of adjustments. There's much more gentle instrument kind of adjustments. If you don't want to get medium or deep tissue massage, you can get lighter massage. It's really up to you. We customize it to what you're comfortable doing, but it's safe. I've probably been doing about 15 prenatal visits a day for at least 15 years. And so um, aside from my own belly, I'm really comfortable around the belly. Um, It's just, it's my comfort zone. Um, And, you know, it's, it's, there's certain things you that you do that are a little bit different for pregnancy, um, modifications that we make in our equipment or in our, our approach to massage and adjustments. Um, and then once you do it long enough, you just start to see the same things over and over again. Pregnancy tends to cause uh, some very common things to come up over and over again. Once you see them, you kind of identify them right away and you get really good at treating them. Um, a lot of our patients are actually uh, medical doctors, um, obstetricians, midwives, and other types of medical doctors. So we have really good working relationship with them. They see that it works and that it's safe, and they're very comfortable sending their patients where in the past they would just say, hey, sorry, there's nothing you can do about that pubic pain or that sciatica. Right. You just have to deal with it. Now they, now they know there's something you can do. Exactly. I think that's probably such a big relief for, for women and women that are pregnant out there that didn't think that they could see this type of of, of relief and help during their pregnancy that, that it's, it's, it's not only possible, but probably necessary and it will be incredibly helpful for them. And also uh, for postpartum. So you don't actually yes. have to get a, have another baby, Jamie, you could just come in and you'll be postpartum. No, I, there, I, I was literally like going through your website and being like, yep, cranial sacral. Yep. Ac- pelvic floor stuff. I need, yep. Acupuncture. I've got jaw stuff. I, I'm going to, I'm probably going to start living at your office. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we have an extra yeah. room for you to just leave. Please, 
Great. Just get me in. <laughs> My kids won't mind. Um, I have a question. So now that we're living in the world of COVID and all these extra precautions, um, how has birth planning shifted? How have you seen, there, is there like a new way of sort of pandemic birth plans now? Pandemic, you know, is one thing about the pandemic is it, it seems to change from day to day and week mm-hmm. to week, and it's sort of unpredictable. Uh, for example, at the hospitals, uh, some of the hospitals locally right away when it happened, they said only pregnant women can come and give birth here without any partner or any support. Right. Um, then most of them changed to one person could come with you, uh, but they couldn't come and go. They could just come, wait till the baby came out, and then you'd have to leave before, mm-hmm. uh, as soon as the baby was out, or eventually they could stay but not come and go. Um right. And it's sort of now, at least here in California, with the numbers going back up, it seems like it's starting to get stricter again, not better. So, And you have to labor in a mask in almost all the hospitals. And, uh, you know, every time they say, take that deep breath in and deep breath out, you know, I can't even walk through Target without getting winded in my mask. Yeah. So um, I've had a, about at least a dozen women who decided to have the baby out of the hospital. I was going to ask that. That weren't planning on it. That were not planning on it. Most of them had thought about it, you know, entertained the idea and decided for a lot of them, it's the first baby. Some of them decided, hey, you know what? I'll have my first one at the hospital. And then if it goes great, I'll have other ones at home. But um, they were like, you know, 70, 30 or 60, 40 in favor of the hospital. And with all the pandemic issues, not having the support they want, worrying about getting the virus in the hospital, uh, having to wear a mask and some of the other restrictions that uh, take place now, they just decided now it's 60, 40 or 70, 30, the other direction. Mm -hmm. And they're having great experiences. Not one of them that I can think of had to even transfer to the hospital so far. Um, great. And then other people, something, because I do body work during labor also, and so obviously I can't go to the hospital anymore right now with them. Um, What other people are doing is just putting together a labor team, either at their home or at a hotel nearby the hospital, and we're just uh, laboring sometimes with a midwife so they can monitor the baby, make sure the baby's super happy and healthy, listen to the uh, vital signs, monitor mom's vital signs, and... um, also even check the cervix to know exactly where we are. And then when they're just either wanting to or ready to push, they just go across the street to the hospital and just finish it off over there. So people are getting creative with it. Doulas, I know, um, not me because my type of doula work is all hands on, Mm -hmm. but other doulas are are kind of webcamming in, FaceTime or zooming Mm -hmm. into the birth to be there with them. I have one patient who did it the other way she brought her doula and her husband webcammed in so funny you know i don't i don't necessarily think that but by the way i think my husband probably would have preferred that i've been like yeah you know what (laughs) just call me let me know it's all good (laughs) yeah uh i mean in this particular case it was a second baby he's very squeamish and would not have been all that helpful and they had to deal with, it was in the height of the pandemic, they had to deal with who's going to watch their two-year-old. So right. it, it just worked out really uh, well. He stayed home with the with the toddler and uh, was there by FaceTime. And uh, the doula was there giving the hands-on support. So people are getting creative and they're figuring out their way. Uh, it's hard, I think, uh, especially to- in the first few months of pandemic, m- people who would do self-care 
um, maybe get massages every week or every few weeks. Um, all the massage places, for the most part, had to close down. A lot of the chiropractors closed down, uh, physical therapists, yoga, acupuncture. Um, and so I think there's a lot, a lot less self-care going on, which is unfortunate. Yeah. And just a lot of cooped up inside, especially if you have little kids. It's just like you're the sole source of entertainment. And as people have been venturing out for their first visit in the office, it's like insane the difference between how they look and feel on the way in and how they look and feel on the way out it's just i I don't know if it's quarantine bag zoom back whatever it is it's just uh it's not pretty but but it's fairly easy to release and so we're having great results now that's good to know hey guys so we are focusing on keeping things clean more than ever i feel but sometimes we forget the kind of nasty odors that come along with the things like we need to clean for instance Your gym is kind of in your house now, so it might be smelling like one too. Or your four-legged friends, pretty cute, but they kind of stink and leave it on your towels and blankets. Or kids, I mean, think about the tough laundry odors from kids with the sports and the clothes and the socks and the summer sweat. I mean, I can go on. So enter OxyClean Odor Blasters. OxyClean Odor Blasters is a special formulation to tackle the toughest odors in your home, not just cover them up. You have got to try OxyClean Odor Blasters for yourself. To work your magic with OxyClean, go to oxyclean.com slash try me and order a free sample. That's oxyclean.com slash T-R-Y-M-E for a free odor blaster sample while supplies last. Express is all new and all about you with a fresh assortment of casual, versatile, and super comfortable styles. Express is a brand that encourages people to dream big and dress accordingly by providing a curated edit of high quality pieces for day, night, and everything in between. I grew up shopping the Express and I love that now as a woman, I can continue to wear it. They've expanded beyond occasion ready dresses and suits to include more casual looks, offering the perfect mix of casual comfy styles and trending pieces. And let me tell you, I love mine. Their new styles are classic and wearable and for all body types and lifestyles. I love most their fit. You guys, the quality is so good. Their prints are so bright and versatile. I have something for everything. So you can go and join the fun with me and text MAMA to 397-737 and receive $25 off your express purchase. Don't forget, text MAMA to 397-737 to receive $25 off. And don't forget to tag us so we can see what you're wearing. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. I was going to say, speaking speaking of this COVID talk, yes. I had quite the scare with COVID. And um, I first heard about it on social media. You got COVID-19 in the beginning of the uh, yeah. quarantine, right? What was this, March? Oh, yeah. March, before it was cool, yeah. But you were the first, you were the first, because I had heard of you from so many different people. And you were the first person, like, adjacent because I hadn't, hadn't known anyone personally that had it yet. So you were the first person that like, I knew someone that knew someone that, and it was like tons of prayers and yes. thoughts, like sending your way, like so much. I hope you felt it, but. Um, oh, they saved me. They totally saved me. If you don't mind, could you tell, because it's still, you know, it, it's un- fortunately and unfortunately for so many of us, it feels like something we're seeing and hearing about, but like hasn't, it hasn't quite touched you. It's it's just still feels so hard to understand, which I think, I mean, because it, yeah. like you said, the news changes every day. So I, I think hearing 
someone tell firsthand a personal story will be really helpful. I'd be happy to. So, um, you know, we were supposed to go to Italy for my daughter's bat mitzvah the summer, and I was online looking to put together itineraries. And one day when I went online, the, the first thing that popped up was there are seven cases of COVID in Italy. And I told my wife, I'm like, oh, and then 14 the next day and then 500 the third day. And then, and then it just went out of control. And so I was infatuated with watching what was happening over there, how it overwhelmed the hospitals, how they were having to choose who to save and who not they couldn't save. Um, and I was on the CDC website every day. It wasn't here yet, really. At least we didn't know it was here. And um, But I'm like in a contact profession, chiropractic and massage, everything we do is contact. So I was watching the CDC recommendations and they, they kept saying, you know, different, different things you can do to keep yourself safe. And um, so we changed how we sanitize the office and, and other, other things that we're doing before anybody was wearing masks or anything like that. We just did what, what made sense based on the CDC guidelines eventually the CDC kept saying six feet away, just stay six feet away from people, six feet, six feet. I'm like, how do you do a massage from six feet away? My arms are long, but not that long. And so I was like, I don't see a choice. I think we have to close down this tidal wave is coming in. It's going to hit us hard and we just have to close down and wait and see what happens. And so we just made the decision to shut the practice for a couple of weeks um, two days later, Governor of California issued a stay in at home uh, order, and um, we were essential services, so we could have stayed open, but we had already chosen to close. And then about two days after that, I got my first symptoms. And for me, at least at the time, nobody was talking about these symptoms in relation to COVID. It was all digestive, I had, like really upset stomach, and so I did a telemedicine with my doctor, and uh, they thought it was a stomach flu like a stomach virus and he said oh, i'll just be two days and you'll be fine on the third day which was the worst day uh I, I i phoned back in and i had developed a fever by that point and he said oh maybe it's a stomach bacteria let me give you an antibiotic but the next day i got the cough and by the day after that i think it was my fifth day i couldn't breathe it was just so much intense pressure on my chest like the effort to inflate my lungs was so hard um and i just looked at my wife and i was like i gotta go to the hospital i can't i can't breathe so i also thought okay yeah she was totally fine nobody in my family got it actually uh thankfully none of our patients got it none of our um none of our staff got it um the only actually one person who has antibodies in my family is my nine-year-old Um, and it was kind of an interesting story. So the CDC, again, I was obsessed with their website. If you have any symptoms, isolate yourself is what they were saying. Go in Mm -hmm. your own room. Mm -hmm. If you're able to have your own bathroom, do your laundry separate from everybody else. I did that immediately. And, um, you know, my little guy, he, he knew my stomach was bothering me. So he he would knock on the door and he said, Hey daddy, I made you rice because your stomach's not feeling well. Can I bring it into you? And I'm like, no, that's so sweet. Just leave it at the door and I'll come get it. And then when my cough started, he would knock on the door. Dad, I, I made your favorite tea because I know you're coughing. I hear you coughing. Can I bring it into you? And I'm like, oh, you're so sweet. You're the best. Just leave it at the door. And my fever was getting higher and higher. It was 103.5. And we scared at this point. This is at home. This is were you were you getting nervous? I was getting nervous. I was like, this doesn't feel like a stomach bug anymore. Even though my stomach was on on fire, it just I would 
constantly try to take a deep breath. And because I could, I would be like, oh, yeah, it's not coronavirus. Mm-hmm. But um, it just turned very quickly badly in, into a respiratory thing. And I took Tylenol for that massive fever. And I just, the fever broke and I passed out in my own bed in this room that I was quarantining. And, and when I woke up, my nine-year-old was snuggled up in bed with me. Oh. So as a gift, I gave him some antibodies. Right. <laughs> right. So, so he's the only... he could take with him for the rest of his life. I hope so. But they say it only lasts about four months. So. Oh, oh really? I yeah. thought it was two years. The, my doctor said probably six months to two years. But uh, some of the oh, studies God. coming in now are showing that they can wane in just a in like three or four months. So. Okay. so at that point you went to the hospital. So then the fifth day you said you went to the hospital. I went to the hospital. I thought just to the emergency room, I thought it was going to be a zoo based on everything you were seeing, but right. it was really, really organized and everybody was really amazing. I went in with a mask on, told them what my symptoms are. They took a pulse, blood pressure and temperature. They kicked my wife out because you can't have any visitors. And so she went home and then they took me to a sealed off glass room in the emergency department. It seemed very quick. I don't know exactly how long, but they did a chest x-ray, full blood work, EKG, and COVID test. And as soon as they saw that uh, chest x-ray, they're like, you have COVID. We don't have to wait for the test. Uh, They gave me some oxygen, which felt nice. They put me into a room. I went to sleep um, like they admitted me. And on the oxygen, it seemed a little better. The next day, the doctor came in and he said, we don't really have treatment for this. Um, but we have this one drug, hydroxychloroquine, which is the malaria drug. And um, we have no idea if it works. It seems like it has potential, but it also has some potential side effects, the worst of which is it could stop your heart. So um, I had just done an EKG. My heart was strong. They had nothing else to offer. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I was like, I'll try it. Uh, I took it that night. I don't know what happened, but uh, everything crashed and I got rushed into the ICU, um, meaning my my oxygen level in my blood was going down and they tried to give more oxygen, supplemental oxygen, but it, it wasn't doing the trick. My blood level was still too low. Um, in the ICU, they give you a different kind of oxygen. It's not a ventilator, but it, it's high pressure oxygen. So it kind of pushes the oxygen down and they can give you a much higher concentration in ICU than they can in, um, in the regular unit. So um, they were also giving me all these different IV drugs, uh, IV antibiotics, IV antiviral drugs, um, no food, no drink. And also as nice as they were, they were very concerned about the numbers continuing to spike and running out of gloves and, and disposable yeah. mm-hmm. gowns. So your nurse would pretty much come in once or twice a shift as, as infrequently as possible because every time they come in, they have to completely have to suit up. Mm-hmm. So they would come in kind of like a waiter carrying too much stuff, you know, everything they could possibly think of that you might need and then um, just get it all done quickly. And uh, my first night in the ICU is when I had this episode where I just was exhausted and I thought, let me tilt the head of my bed back a little bit and see if I can just get some rest. And for some reason, tilting it back and just laying a little flatter was like the last straw. It totally closed off my airway. I, I couldn't breathe at all. I felt like I was drowning, even though I wasn't in water. I just could not get any air in my lungs. It felt like there was no room. And um, I hit the panic button and the nurse came up to the glass and she's like, what's the matter? And I'm just like, I couldn't talk. I couldn't breathe. 
And so she starts to get, you know, everything on the gown, the gloves, the mask, the booties, the face shield. But I, it was, you know, even if it took a minute or two, I just felt myself like blacking out. And, um, I felt like that could be the end. Um, and, uh, eventually she came in and she just even put her hand on me, which was helpful. She said, she could see that on the monitor there was some oxygen coming in and that I should just take these tiny little breaths. And then she gave me eventually when I could get some air and she gave me medicine into my lungs and aerosol, but just open them up a little bit more. And I would say maybe 30 minutes later, I got back to whatever breathing pattern I was in before. Uh, Did they intubate you? Yeah. So the next morning they came in, um, the doctor knocks on the glass, calls me on my cell phone and he says, look, you're getting worse every day. This is day three of hydroxychloroquine. Um, you're getting worse every day. If you have another episode like last night, we may not be able to save you. We have no choice. We, we got to put you on this ventilator. If they left it up to me whether I wanted to or not. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I just, the, the idea of my lungs being inflated with oxygenated air sounded dreamy to me. Um, I just couldn't do it myself. And so he starts talking you through it. We're going to, you know, we're going to catheterize you. We're going to sedate you and then we'll put the tube and you won't know what's happening and we'll leave you on there for several days or several weeks, however long it takes. And once your lungs start to improve, we'll ease you off of it and then wake you up. And while he's doing that, this nurse who is like my lifesaver says to him, I'm sorry, to interrupt doctor but Elliot seems to be breathing a little better today and so the doctor says to me like does it feel any easier to breathe and I said yeah it does feel easier a little bit and he said well let's let's wait a little bit and check on you again and he came back a few hours later and it was a little easier to breathe again and so they turned down my oxygen level the concentration a, a bit and for the first time my, since I got to the ICU, my saturation of oxygen in my blood stayed the same. And so he said, you know, it looks like you may not need the ventilator after all. And then thank God, every day after that, it got a little better. My other big problem was my blood pressure, which is normally high. Um, I have high blood pressure, 140 over 90, even with medications. In the hospital, it was 80 over 50. Oh it was really God. low. And so one one day the nurse came in and she said, um, you know, if you can't get your blood pressure up, we're going to have to give you this medication, which has to be administered through an IV in the jugular vein in your neck. Oh. And I was like, I don't think you have to worry about it. When you said that, I'm pretty sure it just went up to wherever it needs to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, is, was that a trick? <laughs> yeah, seriously. And so I just had all these images going through my head of them, like Dracula in my neck yeah. or putting me on a ventilator. And uh, I didn't end up needing that either. But, but uh, you know, I luckily, every day after that, I just got a little bit better. My blood pressure went up to 90 over 60. And she's like, you're doing great. I'm like, how much do I need to get pudding? Because there was no yeah. food. Yeah. Oh, no food my gosh. No drink, so. They were afraid because they were afraid if they have to put you on the ventilator, they don't want you to have any food in your system. Right. right. So I was just like driven by She kept saying, you can get this butterscotch pudding if you get a little bit better. She <laughs> sounds like an amazing, amazing nurse. The nurses were she so good. They were so good. One after the other, the like doctors were amazing. Was it Cedars? Yeah, it was at Cedars, honey. Everyone was incredible. 
You know, when you said that he knocked on the glass and called you on your cell phone, I mean, that was just, that's just such a crazy thing to think about, like that, that that's how they had to communicate with, with their patients. Yeah, so I, I assume the doctors don't want to go in to sure, all these different COVID rooms. And then also they're just trying to cut down on, on PPE. Every time they come in, they have to waste another. It's just amazing how much they must go yeah. through in a day over there. Yeah, but it's like you said, I mean, it's even with everybody with their their birth plans and everything, you know, a positive view of this is I am so impressed the way everyone has kind of pivoted, you know, their businesses, their decisions, and like even just that kind of thing to think of, you know, calling on the cell phone to, to preserve the equipment and things like that. You know, it's it's in times like this that I think people you'd never know how you, how you would be in a situation until you're in it. But I'm, I'm so in, impressed with, with people in general. Yeah, and- it's, it's, you know, there's a gym in my building, um, in my office building mm-hmm. and now there's, they closed indoor gyms again. So they set out in the parking lot, this incredible setup and every single day they bring out all these machines at 5 PM. So they don't disturb the neighbors and don't disturb the other offices <laughs> They do three hours of workouts and then they drag everything back inside no. again. It's incredible. I know that, Jim. Um, if people want to listen further, uh, Ricky Lake hosted your podcast, right? When you, right when you felt better, she she was the host and interviewed you on your yes. podcast about the COVID journey. That was such a good episode. Oh, thank you. That I mean, looking back, it was like so surreal now what was going on there because I literally had just come home from the hospital um, and I was still really too weak to even stand up in place I just I wasn't sick I had no fever I was able to breathe so they're like go home you're not contagious just go home and um, it still took another two weeks before I could even just like walk around the block without getting really winded or or things like that and um, so many people like you were saying earlier like they didn't know anybody who was had COVID or what it could be like. And so, so many people were asking and also Jenna, like you said, so many people prayed and, um, and actually that night that I, I couldn't breathe and had that, that attack. uh, I couldn't go to sleep anymore after that because you just feel like if you go to sleep, you're going to die. So Mm -hmm. I turned on my phone for the first time and I just started looking at, the social media that people had posted and the text messages and emails and tweets. And it, it just was one message after another beautiful, sweet. Oh, I'm so glad you got to see that at that I time. I was crying like a baby mm, and it's all, beautiful. you know, the rooms are all glass. And so all the nurses and doctors and therapists and orderlies, everybody's just walking by and they're just peeking on you. I was just bawling like a baby. Every story one after another, how I helped, somebody's birth or 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 just anything and um, people from high school and elementary school and uh, all the different places I've been in life chiropractic school and camps and family members and people I I barely even know patients who I met once or twice that just sent in a story Um, I truly believe in my heart of hearts that because I felt it it cleansed it like it opened a space inside me for healing to take place and it was the next morning when I, it was like, which way are we going to go? I, are we going to go the ventilator yeah. route or are we going to get better? And in just the nick of time, 
things started to get better. And people always ask me, was it the hydroxychloroquine? Did that work for you? I'm like, I have no idea. I mean, I didn't get malaria, so maybe. But uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know what worked. I really don't know. It could be my immune system kicked in, but I feel like so deeply that all those thoughts and prayers, and I, I really need to, and I, I keep thinking about it, I want to so badly go back to each person who left a message or a comment or and just say thank you because they really, really saved me. Uh, well, you I know, remember. that's a gift. Sorry, Jenna. Oh, no. Go on. I was, that was just saying that's a gift you can take with you your whole life, you know, to just see, to feel that love and support you'll have with you constantly, just, you know, how you touch people and how people care about you. I mean, it's, it's, it's rare that we get opportunities to hear that from people just because of life. It doesn't mean it's not there. So it's, it's in very many ways, something that, you know, you can obviously take with you for the rest of your life. And that's really beautiful. And I'm so glad that you got, cause you, I think you'd assume that because you were in the hospital that you probably weren't seeing any of that. And you in fact were in real time, which is amazing. Very grateful to T-Mobile and unlimited data. Plans, <laughs> yeah. I had, I had that. And the only, like, how do you kill your time? I just had to watch Tiger King the whole time. Oh I just, yes. Yeah. That's a I was great like, day. I felt, Hey, you know what? My, my life's not actually that bad compared to these guys. So I'm, <laughs> there you I go. Felt better. I have pudding. <laughs> what an incredible story. I mean, truly. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing truly for sharing that with us. I'm happy to. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Um, we're not going to let you go yet though, because we're going to hopefully have you share a shitty daddy story. Oh, but we'll okay. take a break because it's not, not the easiest transition to go, but thank you again for sharing <laughs> that. We'll be back. Okay. ModCloth is my new favorite website. I'm obsessed with scrolling through all of their cute stuff. They have these embroidered jeans with these little flowers. It reminds me of my daughter, Daisy. They are the cutest. They have the cutest prints. Oh my gosh, the paisley is amazing. And at ModCloth, they really do make dress getting dressed fun. And they're independently owned, and they're all about perfect fits for everybody. So to get 20% off your purchase or $75 or more, including sale items, go to modcloth.com and enter code MAMASET at checkout. Promo code cannot be combined with other offers. Again, that's modcloth.com and enter MAMASET for 20% off your order or $75 or more. Say bye, Daisy. Bye, Daisy. And now back to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Okay, we are back with Dr. Elliot Berlin, and we are just going to ask you before you go, I mean, you've got four of them, so there's got to be at least one shitty daddy story in there. Shitty daddy! Uh, Okay, so the first one happened right off the bat. Like, why waste time for your shitty daddy story? (laughs) And I thought I was doing a good thing too. My wife was incredible. She had a, a, the first birth was 42 hours long and completely unmedicated except for 800 milligrams of Advil, which I kept taking for my awful headache. And uh, (laughs) I was like, baby, you have no idea how painful this is. Um, She was incredible. She did the, the whole thing. I just like, I was in awe. And then we came home and then she was like making food for the baby with her body and feeding the baby all night. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what I'm going to do? Cause she was up all night. It's like six o'clock in the morning. She's finally getting to go to sleep. But, but our little guy, this is like three days in, four days in, he was, he was uppity. So I thought, you know what? We live right by a park. 
Let me put him in the stroller and we'll just go out for a fresh air walk, you know, daddy and son together. Um, and we went out for the walk. I was like, he's not going anywhere. I don't have to like strap him in. He's like, oh, no. he doesn't even move. He's just a little blob. Oh no. I walked through the whole park and all the people doing their walking and yoga in the park and Tai Chi, they're like, Oh, congratulations. And it was just so sweet and lovely. And we came home, there were like three steps to get into the apartment. Oh, no. And I had never used a stroller before. And I, it like just, I don't know, it was 630 in the morning. I was tired. I didn't, I couldn't figure out like the <gasps> right way oh, to get the stroller up the steps. So my instinct was you push down on the, on the back of it and the two wheels go up, but uh-huh. then like, where do you go from there? But it didn't matter because as soon as I pushed down on it, he yeah. rolled out the back <gasps> and just started rolling down our drive. <gasps> oh! Like, oh my God. Why did they let me have a kid? <laughs> I don't deserve this. And, and, and he's like a day old. He's like he's a, a few days he, old. He's like three days old. Oh and my he, was, God. he was crying. And I like, I like ran to pick him up and cut on. There was no like bleeding or bruising <laughs> or anything like that. I oh do God. have a history of working in ambulances. So I was kind of like partially emotional and partially doing my assessment. He was fine. I calmed him down. I remember looking at him in the eyes. Like he finally calmed down, looked at me and he was just looking at me, sweet little face. Mm, And I was like, don't ever tell mom about this. Yeah, (laughs) This this stays between us. That is terrifying. Now I know. Now I know how to pull the stroller up the stairs. You you turn it around and go backwards. I mean, I knew it ended fine, but it still (laughs) just came (laughs) My gosh. I just had one. That right took away. me for a ride. Wow. Yeah. He waited That's, no time. Like you Amy, said. This is, this is by far the best one I've heard. Best. All Mama said. I'm, for I'm, sure. Oh, I'm glad I have the shittiest You've of won all the stories. Oh, well, Dr. Berlin, thank you so, so much. Um, Again, Jen has been talking about you for years to me. I'm so happy to meet you, and you're going to be seeing me in your office. Very frequently, hopefully. Me too. I, to I, it. Both of us can't, neither of us can move right now. Yes. I, I cannot wait to fix your quarantine backs, and um, you guys have amazing energy. Oh. And Dr. Berlin, her husband, Jamie's husband, works uh, for Therabody, Theragun. And Theragun. I know, Theragun. And I know you have those guns in your office, but they might not be Theragun, so you might have to switch to Theragun. Oh, I'd be happy to take a look. You know what? Uh, I'll bring you one. Our patients who our pa- you know a guy <laughs> our patients who use Theragun in between visits um, it definitely seems to help them out to to take the work that I do and make it last from visit to visit so um, that's wonderful I'd love to check it out that's great news all right well we are gonna wrap this show up with a Mama said remember Mama said motherhood is the exquisite inconvenience of being another person's everything mm-hmm. thank you guys. Thanks so much for listening to Mama Said. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Bakewell. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week. We want to thank all our sponsors for this episode of Mama Said. They are OxyClean. Go to OxyClean.com slash TryMe to get your free odor blaster sample while supplies last. Each and every. Go to eachandevery.com slash mama and use code mama for 30% off your first purchase. Tushy. Go to hellotushy.com slash mama for 10% off and free shipping. Express. Text mama to 397-737 to receive $25 off your purchase. And remember, all the info and links to these sponsors will be available in the show notes for this episode. Bye, mamas.